Okay, so welcome to our podcast. It is uh, Logan with Star Wars Doctrine. We got Cody from Star Wars Doctrine, Mallory from Analyzing Star Wars here. We're going to be discussing Season 2, Episode 5, better known as Chapter 13 of The Mandalorian. And we're going to lose our mind. So, last chance for warnings. Massive, 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 huge crazy blowing your mind spoilers so leave if you haven't watched this or if you don't care about spoilers but really it's your choice but before we jump into the quick sum up of the summary of the episode and our discussion cody has a little announcement that he wants to make yeah guys uh if you're checking us out on youtube watching this live either way I just wanted to say, if you haven't seen it yet on our Instagram, uh, we're doing an awesome giveaway right now. We teamed up with PopSockets, sent us some awesome Star Wars stuff. This is the first popular giveaway. Got a Death Star. We got Rebel logo. And fitting for tonight, we have the Mando PopSocket. So this whole pack's being given away. The giveaway ends Saturday. So get your entries in. There's a lot of cool ways you can enter. Just go to our Instagram at Star Wars Doctrine, and you can enter that. Okay. For sure. We just wanted to, you know, weeks of being thankful. We were able to put together this awesome giveaway, giving thanks. Um, this giveaway is only open to, you know, North America, so we will probably do other giveaways that are open to around the world. Um, yeah, when we have money and can ship really far away. <laughs> but, so there you go. That's giveaway. Go check it out on Instagram. And now, spoilers. <gasps> so, Season 2, Episode 5 just freaking opens up with ahsoka not even like oh i wonder what's gonna happen it's ahsoka the end like just like oh here's a cute little sum up ahsoka so whatever the hell that was about she looks so good rosario dawson just oh my gosh her lightsabers oh my gosh she just murders all these guys it's freaking fantastic um clearly you know the bad guys but awesome scenes um Filoni, fantastic job directing this scene where Ahsoka basically storms a castle. He takes out all the guards out front, um, talks to someone known as the Magistrate of our little planet that we're hanging out at here. She wants some information, and the Magistrate says, no way in hell. Ahsoka says, I'll give you a day, and then I'll come kill you if you don't tell me. So it's pretty much how it is. The Magistrate doesn't care about her citizens, you know, has them under basically like a martial law lockdown. And then Mando shows up and basically walks up to the city and they're like, hey, we have a Jedi problem. Can you go kill her? And Mando's like, I mean, sure. Where is she? And <laughs> they send they send Mando to go find her um, with a promised payment of a full staff of Beskar, which is pretty exciting. Mando finds Ahsoka, of course, and is like, hey, don't kill me, Bo-Katan, said you're cool. And then she sees Baby Yoda, who gets a name change, so that's freaking crazy. Oh, he actually gets a name. Um, lots of discussion. This is such a full episode that we'll break down more. Lots of discussions. Basically, Mando agrees, hey, if you train the kid, I'll help you with your problem on t dealing with the magistrate and that stuff. So she says, cool, they go. Ahsoka has this awesome showdown. I swear you think she's going to die for a second. She loses her lightsaber into a pond, which I think she fishes it out at some point. Yeah, awesome killing of some guards and stuff, like very like horror movie-esque. So that was really cool. And then, of course, Ahsoka wins. And then name drops Grand Admiral Thrawn. 
because that's who Ahsoka's looking for. Which is going to put Mallory into tears. Mallory tears. And then basically she's like, hey, yeah, the kid likes you. I'm not going to train him. <laughs> Your problem. Bye. And then <laughs> sends him actually off to Typhoon. So that's that, actually. And now we're going to break it down. Of course, starting, I think, with just the most basic of things. This is his name. Grogu, G-R-O-G-U. It'll be weird to get used to. That's super weird, and I'm kind of upset he doesn't start with a Y. <laughs> Yaddle Yoda, Yogu. But they do have weird names, I guess. That's a, that's at least Go-Gurt. a pattern. Gogurt. Gogurt. How I've missed you. So yeah, um, where do we start? I guess let's just start with Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. I think that's the first, most fair spot. I think I was incredibly... So there's been millions of fan art, you know, over the last little while since we've known that she's probably going to be Ahsoka. And I would have to say that now fan art did justice for what she was going to look like. Right. she fit the description on so many levels that I, I was beyond surprised like I, I didn't know how that would translate to live action mm-hmm. and once again they blew it out of the water and obviously chose the perfect face to to fit her because that it just looked great yeah no i mean i just i totally agree she looks fantastic her lightsabers that was great i was kind of impressed to see the white turn out so well um that's pretty yeah and I thought, and we we mentioned this while watching it. Her voice actually didn't it yeah. didn't sound like not a soak. I guess was the big thing. Yeah, I think one thing I have to comment is I didn't think I would like it if it wasn't Ashley, but I think she did a really good job. Like, yeah, I think it begs just to say it's like the similar the similarities between Hayden Christensen and Matt Lanter. Lanter is where they don't sound a lot. Matt Lanter played a phenomenal Anakin, and I think just. The way with how she acted and represented herself as Ahsoka, I think it did it justice. I mean, and there were times where she's like, oh, I mean, there's kind of like a little mixture there. Like, you can hear some of Ashley within Ahsoka because I think Ahsoka, like for me, Ashley is Ahsoka. Right. Like, and that that always was, if I see Ashley, if I hear Ashley, that's Ahsoka. And you can't, (laughs) you can't take my mind on that. But there are times you're like, I, I hear Rosario Dawson, but I hear a little bit of, a, like, Ashley in there, too. Like, clearly, Ashley's not involved yeah. in this at all. Like, she right. already said that. Like, she, she has no idea what's going on. Right. But, I mean, I think you can just tell by the way she portrays and speaks as Ahsoka, she's paying homage to Ashley. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair. Which is the way you have to do that. Feels good. Yeah. Um, so, I guess overall, we're all super pumped with how Ahsoka came out, which... I know a lot of people were worried about. I mean, and I think that's completely fair. You should be worried about when you bring a beloved character to a new medium. That just makes sense. But we did a fanta- they did a fantastic job and the storyline for this is mind-blowing. Yeah. Let me make one comment just because we've only said positive things. If I had to pick one okay. thing that I didn't love about her appearance. Hold on, can I can I say something first? Haha, <laughs> denied. I want to say it first. I think the one complaint I have about this episode is she fought with a front-facing grip and not a reverse grip. 
she switched to the reverse grip in a fight, but yeah. She did. But once. Once. Yeah. But Ahsoka, if above anything, other than being having two lightsabers and being Anakin's Padawan, she's known for that reverse grip. All of her photos are standing with that reverse grip, and she didn't. She stood with them facing forward. Maybe she learned how to fight, finally. Entire career. She's versatile. She can do both. Yes, I know she's versatile, but still, that I'm I'm not someone to go. But if that's one thing I'm going to nitpick on this episode, it's that one thing. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done complaining now. Before you interrupted me, was that? Oh wait, can I say something? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Fight you all. Is that her montrails were too short? Last time we saw her in Rebels, her montrails were like down far. And they're like, yeah, they're like mermaid ones, you know, past her. boob. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it looked more like how we saw her at the end of Clone Wars. Right. It was still a great look, but I just don't know how they could shrink. I don't think you can get a Montreal cut like a haircut. Maybe you can. I just don't know. Yeah, and it does but... seem to see, seem vindicative of, like, the species that their Montreal keep growing. And I'm not 100% sure of that, but, like, you know, just thinking right. of, uh, crap. Track teeth. There we go. I was like, mm. Hers are very long. Yeah, because hers but, was very long, and then, of course, you know, she was definitely older than Ahsoka. And then Ahsoka's got longer, you know, right, throughout right. Clone Wars. Exactly. So it just made sense. Exactly. But anyways, so, no, I think that's a good nitpick. It doesn't really matter, but if I had to pick something. So. Anyways, sorry, carry on. Um, I guess for me, then, you just kind of move on to... I guess that the scene, right? The scene to me is just Baby Yoda slash Grogu um, and Ahsoka sitting across from each other. Uh, they have like a little communication through the Force. And that scene, that entire five minutes is so precious or however long it is. It's not that long. I wish it was longer. You know, we, we get to see that... <sighs> That Grogu seems to be able to, the child, gets is able to actually communicate at least through the Force still. You know, there's some way that he's able to, you know, still communicate with Ahsoka, which is very I interesting totally getting way more. That. Yeah, we know you're kind yeah. of been lost on Thrawn. Well, and then, um, I mean, the fact that we got a little backstory on him, because that's one thing that's been, like, you know, bothering me for a long time. I'm like, why Oh, my fetching that? gosh is backstory, though. Yeah, and so it's like... In your so, face, okay, so we know he was on Coruscant mm-hmm. being trained. Makes you wonder how long he was there of his 50 years, right? Yeah, that's a good and, point. And, um, yeah, right? And, like, do you think he was born on he was Coruscant? Still considered a youngling? That's possible. I, I, I don't know. But there's so much stuff to unpack that I'd never thought in my mind. It never even crossed my mind that he would have been at the Coruscant Jedi Temple. And I don't know why. No, I haven't heard a single thing about that personally myself. Like, I've not heard any concepts about that. And I think that's so cool, the fact that he was probably there. Yoda knows this kid exists. For sure. Well, and someone obviously hit him, right? So a Jedi or somebody went and hit him. Do you think Yoda did it? I have two guesses, and they're both going to be wrong. Yoda's the first guess because obvious. And then also I think Yoda – okay, Yoda definitely knew – Okay, hey, this is my species. Hey, like we, I, he probably was in charge of the plan of this kid because Ahsoka talk says that he had several masters. 
So, you know, I'm sure he got a little, like, special treatment because of the weird the complexity of his species, where well, he's... If you think about it, if you go back to the Master and Apprentice novel, before, pe- before you know, they're granted the rank of Padawan, they're into, like, these little tribe things where yeah. Jedi Masters will come in and they'll teach them. Like, they're not their masters, but they'll come in and teach them little things. Yeah, so they're that's learning from everyone. Was. Yeah. See, I'm thinking it's something else just because I just don't think he fits in with most Padawans because there's something very complex about his age to where he still has a very childlike demeanor, very toddler-esque, <laughs> you know? But yeah. at the same point, there's plenty of times where he shows that he's intelligent enough to understand what's going on and he's very capable of, I guess, not really communicating, but accomplishing things. Right? Yeah. So I feel yeah, like there's a, a good chance he got some sort of special <laughs> treatment, some sort of special training, etc. My mind also goes to, like, Bill or Ghana, and if maybe... That's my second he... guess! Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. If he was... um. You know, if Yoda kind of put him in charge of, hey, you know, if we get a hold of any Padawans and everything, can you find a place for them? Can you, you know, keep them safe or, or whatever? Uh, unless they want to tie this into, like, the Obi-Wan show. Obi-Wan was good at delivering babies, too. Sure, Obi-Wan just children. drops ch- children off. Yeah, so you never know. But, um, but that's just crazy. Like, I'm just mind-blown that they... I mean, think about all the references just in that scene right there. Coruscant. Yo, wait, I'm glad she mentioned. She Yoda specifically by name. says Yoda by name. Wow. Obviously, when she saw him, she was like, "Ooh, like I hope it's about. I hope her favorite to talk about him because like curiosity's peaked, right? Like, right. She did say, "I I have only known one of his species." And it yeah, with grip. I was like, "Did she not know Yaddle?" But maybe she was just too young to really be around when. Or never met Yaddle, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if she never met Yaddle, but at the same point, I mean, she she knew Yoda, probably, but at the same yeah, point, Yaddle was a prominent figure. That's So she would have known of Yaddle, but maybe she was just mostly saying, like, she knew Yoda more. She actually knew Yoda, yeah. right. I think that's what she's saying. I mean, she would say, I knew someone like yeah. this. I don't think she knew Yaddle. Uh, right. Yeah, but I still think saying, I, if I've only known a couple of his species would have been fine. Right, but, but I feel yeah. like I have to import, like, input my, like, at least some things other than the one thing we all know I'm going to comment on. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. So, of course, that's crazy. That a little bit later. And then, um, uh, something I was just super pumped about, of course, was Tython being mentioned. Um, Tython is a huge, huge Legends planet. Um, it's in Star Wars The Old Republic, super heavily featured in that game. It's crazy featured in the Darth Bane book, which is its first appearance, Darth Bane, the second book. Um, as the ancestral world of the Jedi, it's so cool that they're bringing it in and gonna appear in live action, right? That's that's like the biggest takeaway. I mean, it's technically appeared in two other things. Apparently it was set in a board game that came out shortly after The Force Awakens, which I don't own that board game, so I probably should go buy that. And then... Um, it was mentioned in a Doctor Afra comic. Afra comic, right? So apparently Vader goes there in a Doctor Afra comic, right? For 
right there's there's a brief mention yeah it's like i think it's like two pictures it's like crazy but so yeah that's really cool and just really fun lore that they're bringing in right there Mm -hmm. and the fact that we might get to see well we're going probably to get to see a jedi temple a new jedi temple on screen just freaking awesome and then the other idea was like a lot of people thought that this could and it's more legends now right that this could have been one of the uh more uh original jedi temples like people thought this this or or ak or you know was the first jedi temple yeah first jedi temples so like the original right so i don't know so luke probably has been there or was at least looking for it at one point ahsoka obviously knows about it um it's just interesting. I, I was a little go ahead, go surprised. Ahead. Oh, sorry. Okay, I was say I was a little surprised too. Just how like at the end it was like, okay, good luck. Yeah, like I'm not gonna train him, but like go to this temple. I like to me. I'm like, no, go with him. Show him. She's like, okay, what you need to do is you need to take him to this mountain that I really know really well, and you need to do this and this and this. And if I just went with you, Mando's it would be like, convenient for you, but I'm just going to have you do it by yourself. I'm busy. So maybe it's just like, she's like, I got my own mission to do, dude. But like, I was like, no, just go with him and show him how much cooler would that be. But anyways, I think that is a huge missed opportunity of this show frequently is the, right. bye Mando, have fun. Guys. Yeah, every episode. You're like, right. wow, Cara Dune's cool. All right, they're going to hang out together. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait. Quill is cool. Never mind. They're I gone. I've spoken. IG-88. Oh, oh. Wow, such a cool team up. Oh, wait. Mando killed them. They uh, <laughs> didn't. Or IG-11. My bad. Whatever. Obviously left us with lots of anxiety and cliffhanger about the fact that he's being tracked. Apparently right. he wasn't there long enough for them to catch up. Mm-hmm. So are they going to catch up with him on Python? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. It's going to be episode 8, or yeah, chapter 16. The finale or whatever. Dude, the fighting was beautiful. That one scene where Ahsoka's like... They did where the she, whole, like, ignites like, it? Like a... Yeah. The whole Assassin's Creed type of, like... There you she go. She was sneaky. She was, like... It was, like, the underworld type of stuff, and she's, like, sneaking around, disappearing into the shadows. It's like, you can tell she's used to living in the shadows. They did her so well with that, and that persona was, like... She was fierce. She was like, like, no regard for anybody. Just like doing what she needed to get done, hopping in and out of the shadows. That was like, that was some of the coolest. Like all of those fight scenes with her, even though it wasn't the lightsaber entire... to lightsaber, it was just yeah, such cool choreography. Scene. Everything. Yeah, that entire scene. I was just thinking about the Ahsoka novel, because yeah. I mean, she literally lived years, like at mm-hmm. least twenty years. In the shadows. Yeah. Like, that girl knows how to live low-key in, in the shadows. Like. That's but true. going back to our Legends topic is, I don't know if you guys have said this already, my mind is literally just kind of dead. But, um, uh-huh. HK87? Yes. Did we talk about that already? No. No? Well, that's like direct KOTOR reference. It's like 87, not 47. Has been a thousand Jordan years or everything. something. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's a red, but HK, cool. Jordan. Yeah, that's really that's cool. Pretty cool. Of course, if you haven't played 
KOTOR, um, we'll explain it for Cody. (laughs) Um, But you meet an assassin droid. Darth Revan actually has an assassin droid that um, he kind of programs, and his name is HK-47. And then, of course, playing as Revan, you are able to run into him again later. And then as you learn your identity, Revan, or HK-47, kind of unlocks different parts of his persona more and is able to feed you information about who you were. And yeah, he's just a really cool assassin droid, you know, the predecessor to the IG units, basically. So it's cool that we've now jumped exactly 40 units type of deal to this new upgraded HK-87. Though to be fair, I'm pretty sure HK-47 would have done way better than all of these guys. (laughs) But irrelevant, I guess. That's definitely a great catch. And really cool if you like KOTOR. If you don't like KOTOR, it's still really cool. Just get over it. Um, Another cool Easter egg. Well, I'm thinking of Easter eggs. I I love that they threw the owl in there um, right before you saw Ahsoka. Right. That was pretty cool. Mirai. Almost like mm-hmm. Lady Mirai, which is very exciting because she just – they've done a good job, like, you know, obviously with that whole episode in the Clone Wars with bringing – Mariah around frequently, you know, in very small moments. I think it's very cool. And yeah, then just subtle, subtle hint. Then we, of course, we get the loath cat. Get him for yeah. about two seconds. That's always fun. You know, just Did you good say you saw him twice? Yes. Him once. So Did I actually went, oh my gosh, look at that. I'm trying you to see if Mallory saw it, and she did. <laughs> and then you guys both saw it the second time. But yeah. So, and I thought that was actually going to be the only time you saw him, but you saw him basically like 10 seconds before you see him. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, cool that there was a loath cat. Um, not really any other like obvious Easter eggs. I did think one of the ones as Mando's flying in with his ship, he gets scanned. I don't really know what it is, but I pointed that out to you, Cody, as oh, we were watching it. Yeah. It's the, you get the little gun guy and it's a Freaking, yeah. connection to episode four, A New Hope as the falcon comes in we get those guys in on the little tower and they actually track the falcon on it so i don't i don't know what that does i'm sure it's some sort of like you know scanning the ship either for life forms trackers any information on the ship you know so running the license plate i don't something like that right right basically <laughs> you like my analogy <laughs> yeah and then okay before we get to probably what mallory really wants to talk about I want to talk about something that was really cool. I reckon, did anyone recognize our Asian buddy who is clearly the governor? No. Not really? No, okay. My head. So I recognized him, but I was trying to see if it really was him. I'll pull it up just so everyone knows a little bit here because I wrote some stuff down on who he is just so everyone's aware. But his name was Governor Wing. Um, that's who they made him in the show. Gosh, let me drag this so it's not in Cody's face. His name's Governor Wing, and his name is Wing Tao Tao. Um, he is from China, and he came over here in the 50s and is literally uh, regarded as a Disney legend. He's not an actor. He is responsible for so much of Disney. Um, he is the primary architect and overseer of Disneyland Tokyo. He is did the Disneyland Hong Kong Resort. He created four, was a primary person over four separate Disneyland uh, cruise lines. 
he's done so much for Disney. He's a huge person, especially as Disney went over into Asia. And he is just phenomenal. He's an architect who has degrees from Berkeley and Harvard. He's so awesome. Uh, it was really cool that they brought in this Disney legend just for a quick little shot. So. Well, and, and just seeing an Asian person in stars in general is always cool, I think. Of course, yeah, you're getting good representation. I really like that. And yeah. I think it was just such a cool nod. You know, he didn't need to be, like, a fantastic actor. But, you know, bringing in this one guy who was just, you know, he's done a lot for Disney. He's tech, he's retired about three years ago, I think. So that's just really cool. And I thought the whole episode had kind of like a Asia vibe, you know, like oh, the architecture. Um, we had like too. the magistrate's area uh, felt very, you know, kind of Japanese is the vibe I was getting. You know, like we had like the the just the architecture specifically of the magistrate's palace was like super Japanese yeah. to me. Well, and then the whole fight scene at the end was super samurai-ish, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, which I, I think is a huge, Tony. yeah, a huge George Lucas kind of nod with all the inspiration that he took. That was very like all of that, the whole fight, the way they're looking at each other as they pace. It was just right. like total samurai type of stuff. And, which was really cool to see. And then even some of the music and, and obviously, like you said, the palace and all of the, the scenery and everything of it. I love but, the mirror. Um, like, you just made me think of this. That did seem very samurai. Um, I think a lot of moves were based on, like, um, Shaolin, which would be pretty interesting. But, um, like, it seemed like a samurai movie. You could see a samurai movie between Ahsoka and the Magistrate, right? You could see that it felt really cool, very slow, awesome fighting, and then literally mirrored outside the wall. The other huge reference for Star Wars, and specifically the Mandalorian the Western. westerns, yeah, literally Western. a standoff, just right yeah. there, just right outside, just two mirrors of what makes Star Wars, and specifically what makes the Mandalorian, in one scene at the sim- simultaneously. How cool is that? Of just like a. Well, Here's where we get our inspiration. Music, right? Like, the music was half Western, half, like... Oh, yeah. The like music of the like season gets of better and better all the time. And, and it's just so different and unique, but it still works. Like, it's just... Uh, hats off, obviously, always to them. But that's just... That was really cool. The music inf- went really well with the vibes that they were, they were playing. Yeah. That was just cool planet so. in general. Maybe I say that every time Ahsoka's walking off the screen for, like, one of the final times we'll see her, it's always her theme. Like, it's always just that one part yeah. of her theme. Right. Always. True. Chills. And then chills. when we have the discussion where she's talk- Ahsoka talks about Yoda, it's a brief the moment Yoda in theme. the overall um, overall music of what did you say, the Star Wars, the but it ends theme. up being Yoda's theme. Just for a moment. Oh, it's it? literally two seconds mm-hmm. long two to three seconds max but the music swells and then it transitions back into the mandalorian like more mandalorian stuff and it's fits so well oh my gosh right like that's basically just like my feeling every time like we get an episode i'm just like oh my gosh that fits so well but of course i think one of the highlights of this episode was besides how amazing ahsoka was is the name drop where she's like, tell me where your master is. And we're like, well, is that Grief Karga? What's that? No, it's not yeah. Grief Karga. It's Grand Admiral Thrawn. So he's alive. Thing. So that means that we Mallory's freaking out about the fact that Ezra's alive. 
and that means that Ahsoka is helping Sabine find Ezra at this time in Star Wars, his canon timeline. Can I, can I just, like, stop you right there for a second? Mm-hmm. So, let's just put this into perspective. If Thrawn is already out in the world doing things, which I will get to my view on that later, Ezra's already found. I can guarantee it. Because if they were still searching for him, then Sabine, like, Ahsoka wouldn't be helping these villagers. Like, I think when... I don't agree with that. So, because... Why is she trying to find Thrawn, then? Thrawn could have Ezra imprisoned, for all we know. Well, yeah, I understand that. But you can't assume that just because Thrawn's found doesn't mean Ezra's not chained up somewhere on Thrawn's ship, you know? Like... Maybe Thrawn overpowered him. I don't know. It could go either way, but I'm just saying, like, right. it's possible. I'm, I'm saying if they're looking for Thrawn, then we can probably assume that they know where Ezra is. See, and I'd argue the exact well, opposite, because if they're looking Thrawn. for Thrawn, then at the same point, they don't know where Thrawn is. So whatever Thrawn's doing, you can't tell. So he's not an objective threat, right? Where Moff Gideon is an objective threat. He's doing things. He's blowing people up. He's having children kidnapped and having their blood taken out. Like, he's doing things. He's clearly a current villain in this timeline. Where we don't know what... It doesn't seem like, if we're looking for Thrawn, it seems like you're kind of like, what's Thrawn doing? More than anything, is the vibe I get. I just am pointing out it could go either way. Like, I wouldn't say, oh, guaranteed, that means Ezra's safe and chilling with Sabine right now. Well, like, I'm not saying he's safe. You know, I'm like, saying they probably know where he is. But, and then, like, my point is, like, Ahsoka, Ahsoka would always help the villagers regardless of anyone else being in peril, Sandra, because that's just 100% her character. Also, well, on and, that, she was very, very, like, in, it was very important to her to save those prisoners. And obviously, she doesn't want random innocent people to die. But I just that got the feeling reasonable. was there like, was there something with those specific prisoners? I thought in the end, I expected them to wrap that up and you to find out that, like, she knew them or you know something or they were some importance. But anyways, they didn't really bring that back in. And so I would I could probably wrong, just assume that she just didn't want to. She she's directly them. responsible for them being in prison. Yeah. So maybe. like you know like I just like a. This is my fault. I need maybe to make they, sure they're okay. Maybe they were helping her, and that's why mm-hmm. they're in prison. I don't know. Because that guy was like, don't talk to us. Like, apparently, maybe talking to Ahsoka is what got their family in prison to begin with, or, you know, whatever. That's a good point. I don't know. It's, it was a whole weird colony and everything. Like, I... Sorry, Mal. You can talk about Thrawn again. So, one thing <laughs> you mentioned is this entire thing is not Thrawn-like. I mean, maybe just... Hear me out for a second. Thrawn is about the destruction of worlds or taking over and dominating and conquering worlds. It's not Thrawn's character. This is very Imperial-ish, and clearly it has nothing to do. From what it seems like for me, this has nothing to do with the Empire. But I know Thrawn, having read seven of the nine novels released, that this isn't in his character. Thrawn will do everything to protect the Ascendancy, and that's his number one priority, is the Ascendancy. I mean, in, in the last like, Ascendancy novel, yes, he pushes his limits, and he goes above and beyond to aggression when he needs to out of the protection of the ascendancy but he's a genius he doesn't just go and conquer worlds because he can he's not a power hungry monarch or dictator he's not like that he's not palpatine 
so I, I cannot see Thrawn behind this, and I clearly, clearly he's involved in this some way, and it could lead back to the Ascendancy, but I can't see him doing this without reason, that it's, like, just with, like, in this, like, Imperial kind of vibe that I'm getting, like, that's just not in his character that we've seen. True. And that's well, even in Legends, too. Pretty much historically in Star Wars, the word magistrate has been frequently used as Imperial. I mean, mm-hmm. technically, by definition, magistrate just means ruler. But in Star Wars, it seems to always be an Imperial ruler. I don't know why, but that seems to be a thing. And then on all of our weird dudes with masks that were kind of reminiscent of the Knights of Ren, in my opinion, have a similar vibe of that. Clearly not. That would be super weird. Um, But they had, to me, what looked like Imperial badges. They're very basic. They had the dots or whatever. It just didn't look quite right. Part of their mask. I don't know. Yeah, see, like, I saw the little, like, the badge, too, but, like, once, once again, I said, once, I think once the Empire died in the end, like, once the Emperor died in the end, like, and the Empire's kind of falling away, I can't see him staying there, because the only reason he's in the Empire is to protect the Chiss Ascendancy. Like, and it says that in the novels, you know? He's like, I'm doing this to protect my people. Right. If... It just kind of depends, because if Thrawn knows what's up, then... Thrawn could either know with Palpatine, Palpatine's still alive, there's things going on, etc. So he could be like, okay, I'm still with the Empire. Or, if we're running with the theory that him and Ezra are lost in deep space still, and there's only minimal communication, then there's a chance he has no idea really what the hell's going on in the actual core worlds and stuff like that, and the fall of the Empire, etc. So it's really just trying to figure out how much he knows and where he is, you know, like... Is he back with the Ascendancy? Is he just... Or is he just, you know, lost somewhere, right? What the hell's going on? I don't know. Thrawn isn't one to back away from a fight, either. I mean, we all know that guy, that guy can fight. So... So I don't... And he's... Like, he's one to go out and get shit done. He is, he's not one to leave that up to other people, so I can't imagine him hiding behind a shadow or something like that. True. I can't see this being a Dryden boss battle situation, you know? No, I wouldn't think so, but at the same point, if if he does understand who Palpatine is, he and also understands what Palpatine's right. planning, like, Palpatine really never loses power, is what we find out no, in the no, next 30 but... years, right? Right. But we also know that the like the emperor trusts Thrawn. Mm-hmm. So, so it wouldn't be hard pressed for me to believe that Thrawn is still pretty much in cahoots with Machine Palpatine. It's definitely possible, but I just like or maybe said, Gideon's answering to Thrawn too. If that happens, I, I don't know what I do with myself. Hmm. That'd be crazy. It's interesting, yeah, especially with their ranking. I just heard the name. True, where this all works with Admiral Sloan, Moff Gideon. Just who is Admiral Sloan and I love her. Oh my, just, just. I mean, coming to this episode, we knew we were going to get some awesome stuff like Ahsoka and all. But touching Thrawn, that was like 0% expected at all. Like, I, I just, that was mind blowing. 
I think yeah, if true. any of the Rebels characters used Michelle, it was going to be Sabine. Blum is the right. last person. Agreed. Andrew Kesh says Palpatine is like Voldemort or something. Yep, he's got a ton of horror cruxes. <laughs> but no, I think that's a, you know, just like a great point is like, I think the last two weeks have been spectacular. But at the same point, not what anyone ever expected. Did we think that there was a chance that Mando wasn't going to end up with Ahsoka last week? Yeah, pretty much. But like, did we think he was going to hang out and do a pointless side quest? Yeah, probably. But did we think it was going to somehow lead into like the clone answers questions about the cloning, create way more questions, potentially release dark troopers, which hasn't been a thing in 20 years. And Moff getting ha- building like super soldiers. No, that's not where we thought that was going. No one was like, yeah, I predict Moff Gideon is using Baby Yoda as a clone to create dark troopers. No one said that. Don't think so. This week, everyone was like, we're going to see Sabine and Ahsoka. No, we're going to see Ahsoka looking for Thrawn. Like, every week, it just goes in a different direction and is insane. And I think the problem, like last week we talked about how many opportunities that the direction of the, that episode put the overall direction of the show in, right? And then this one, it's like, this one seems to me just clearly set up for a spinoff. That just seems like where this one's going for specifically. But at the same point, it's like, they could quite easily now travel down this Ahsoka path. I don't think that'll happen. But now we also have to think about. I can I know Amanda, uh, Mallory and I we talked about two weeks ago. Now we're like, okay, well, with the name drop of Ahsoka, we think Ahsoka is going to be like, sorry, not a Jedi. Deal with kids yourself. Bye. Right. That was kind of the vibe Mallory and I were guessing. And she didn't necessarily. But say she like didn't. That, but she kind of did. Right. But we're like, okay, well, that's going to happen, and maybe he's going to do some stuff. But eventually, it's going to just be. Mando and Baby Yoda, right? Makes sense. No one wants to get rid of the child. He's so cute. I still like the child. It was it was cool how they really emphasized how much connection he felt to Din. So right, that he, was so. He cute. wasn't like he didn't really want to leave. He had a connection. He looked at him like a father, mm-hmm. and he was attached to the point where Ahsoka was like probably not healthy because i've seen it happen to anakin you know that kind of thing so. oh my gosh we didn't mention the fact that she totally talks about anakin and so mentions how like the dark side and all that yeah so yeah that happens because you can't have ahsoka without having a really sad moment about anakin pretty much right but at the same point that's what mallory and i thought it was just going to be well we didn't expect him to have a name but grogu and <laughs> Uh, Mando, just, you know, off in the distance, yes, I, getting it more back to the Mandalorian roots, like man, and kind of resolving with the the siege of Mandalore time period, that stuff. But now we have, hey, I'm not gonna train him, but now we're gonna go learn more about Jedi lore still, and we still have this whole side quest with Bo-Katan that we know is gonna come back to bite us in the ass soon. <sighs> I think everything um, that we've seen pertaining to Ahsoka and the Thrawn or anything, I think it's going to be its own series. Like oh, for sure. It's going to be a series, comics, books, something, yeah. music, a series. It's like they're not going to touch that in the Mandalorian because that's not the Mandalorian. 
mm-hmm. where the reference is going to go is I don't yeah. know what's going to happen to the child, but I think Nana's going to go help in the psychic seat with Andrea. It really could be. Yeah, I agree. I think Bo is going to come back, and that's going to be you know stuff going forward because she's got to get the dark saber from off Gideon. It's already established. We're going to mm-hmm. see more Bo. I don't know that we're going to see more Ahsoka in the Mandalorian. I agree with that. I think that that was her kind of walking away. Right. And that, yes, we probably are going to get an Ahsoka series that we've heard rumors about. And that's where we'll see her and Sabine or maybe Ezra will pop up. But, yeah, I agree. I think that was her one appearance. And it was just a kind of way to get everyone excited. And people are going to say, well, then that's dumb. They're just milking it. I'm like, but it was amazing. It was well done. They did it in a good way, I think. That's me. And I think Even at the same point, right? But as soon as you introduce this guy and like you know point out that he had the force, there was only so many routes that you had this could go. Like it had to eventually end up at Ahsoka, at Ezra, very unlikely, or at Luke, which is also unlikely, seen as Mark Hamill's old. Yeah. But like, you know, like it just set up those options. So that's I think now the like, crazy thing. I, I keep feeling like, oh yeah, we pretty much saw the points, and I think of other things. So that's just what's so cool about unpacking this episode. I'm going to have to watch it a million more times. But she says the whole point of her sending him to this temple, she says he can, for some reason, he's going to be able to choose his own path there, right? He's going to, maybe he's going to have a connection with the force. Maybe he'll see some force goes. I don't know what he's going to see, but he's going to have clarity and know what path he wants to take. And then they said, Ahsoka said at that point, other Jedi might sense him, although there's not a lot of Jedi left. To me, that's her foreshadowing that there's going to be some other run-in with another Jedi. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to happen, but it kind of seems like that. And I, I don't know who else is out there other than Ezra and Luke and maybe Cal Kestis. I, I don't know. There's just... I mean, Depending on if he's really dead or know. not. Right. And then maybe, depending on how far into anything, if Luke's began training anyone or if he's whatever... Timeline-wise, I think we still have seven or eight years. Still early, right? But, I mean, we don't know exactly what he did in all the time other than that he was going around looking for Jedi temples. Mm. (laughs) But, I don't know. Uh, All I'm saying is she heavily hinted, like, hey, when you go to this temple, some other Jedi might show up. But then we do... uh, I don't know. I just think it's kind of funny. She's like, hey, there's other Jedi. Eh, not me. Well, Moff Gideon says he gets to use the Darksaber a lot. I mean, Esposito literally says that in all of us. He's like, I had some intense fights. But that doesn't necessarily mean they were Saber. We all just kind of assumed he was going to fight Ahsoka. Well, I could still see that happening. I think that's but it pretty... could be him versus Bo-Katan. I think it's going to be Actually, him versus Mando. It's the staff that can block lightsabers. That's that kind of right. just easy. Yes, Mallory? Yeah, he's going to use that staff, dude. You're right. Okay, this is totally not what we're talking about. Cause Shocker. But, you know how we were talking about a couple weeks ago how a theory of ours was is Ahsoka's going to be like, the Jedi need to die? Kind of vibe? <laughs> yeah. I probably didn't say that, but sure. Well, like, think, you're saying she would kind of mirror Luke or whatever. Yeah, just going to be kind of like a mirror of Luke in that sense. Mm-hmm. I think it was really interesting how she said it would be better to let his powers go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one interesting thing. Okay. I think that's slightly different because, like, that's just saying, like, hey, Anakin shouldn't have been trained. Right, because clearly she's directing him to the temple. Right. So I'm not saying, like, the Jedi should die, but that was very... Yeah, that was interesting. I agree. 
and I think that's a good acknowledgement that that's a possibility. You can just let your, I mean, I guess if you just disconnect yourself from the force, but that was just an interesting way to say mm-hmm. it. Oh, Kel basically had to relearn how to use the force. That's true. True, and then um, like in moments of strife and stress, he's pulls out the force, right? And that's pretty much what we've seen the child do, or Grogu. Well, how? Can yeah. I think well, Kanan made just the... mainly just hid. And had to learn more. Well, I mean, How? if he in the New Dawn is he didn't use the Force at all, but in literally in times of stress and stuff like that, he pulled it out and like. Hmm. Yeah, that makes it wasn't sense. Yeah. Rebels, he really started using the Force again. Right. Well, how crazy and cool was it that they threw in the whole like, well, or when Ahsoka says, he basically has basically anxiety about using the Force now. Because he had t- pretty much turned it off so that he wouldn't be found. Like, it was part of his safety, right? So it's along with Cal Kestis and all the people. They tried to hide, number one, that they're Force-sensitive, but probably tried to disconnect themselves from the Force so that other people couldn't sense them through it as much, you know? So after so many years of doing that, I mean, he... That's a lot of years. Think about how many years ago, before Mando found him, that he was... Like in hiding almost 30 years yeah and i mean i'm sure a lot happened much. in that but yeah like we're talking about you know six years after battle of endor from him being taken from the jedi temple like in revenge of Sith. that's crazy that's he might have just been in a crib the entire time yeah I, <laughs> he had to have eaten but yeah gotta eat some frogs i wonder if as he connects to the force if he will grow up Maybe. Like, if that was part of, like, a defense mechanism. Yeah. Or he just wasn't doing anything, or much of anything for the rest of the world. I don't know. And that's interesting, too. Like, there's going to be a whole, like, I hope they don't just leave us with that. Because somehow, some way, I want to know who dropped him off. I want to know why they chose where they chose. Was he on the planet being guarded by those, um, forget the species, Nick, Nick Toes? Mm-hmm. Um, on Quill's planet, was he there? the whole time or did he get captured and put there or why was he you know what i'm saying so right i don't know there's a million questions now with that they're gonna be freaking sweet yeah but will we get if they answered but i didn't expect us to get anything like what we got Mm -hmm. as far as a name as far as a backstory right but it makes sense ahsoka would be able to kind of understand a little more about him because he obviously doesn't speak basic but he can speak through the force i guess and maybe at the temple same thing they only spoke to him through the force uh, maybe i don't know and no one was probably talking to him for the last 30 years so true so basically this episode hits a lot of points um backwards in the timeline forwards in the timeline and what answered none of our questions that we got after last episode so the next episode needs to be roughly like three hours long for me to actually feel like we got enough out so that'll be interesting okay greatest showman but i think it's time to call it crazy episode crazy season so far they've just 
the appearances from people aren't weighing down the show at all. They're yeah. uplifting, they're guiding it, and they're blowing our minds all the time. So, very well done, Favreau. Very well done, Filoni. Oh my gosh. Filoni did a fantastic job directing. I think he's grown so much as a direction of live action since last season. With this season, the cinematography was, I thought, so much better. It's fantastic. The Mandalorian's great. And I'm going to be ticked when this ends in three weeks. So ticked. So go watch it, and then go check out Mallory. I know she's going to be posting, oh, what, about Thrawn for the next week? Maybe? Maybe? So check out Analyzing Star Wars and Mallory, and then we'll be obviously posting discussion posts and stuff about Star Wars Doctrine. And if you want to chat with people and be wary of spoilers, we do have our Discord, so go check us out on the Discord. There's spoiler um, chats, so just hang out there. And as always, may the Force be with you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. This is the way. And, and this guy's name is Grogu. Flunky. I mean, Grogu. Grogu? Grogu. Grogu. He's not Grogu. from Dragon Ball Z.